Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. (laughs) We're packing in the positivity today. I have with me Mr. Harrison Fisher. He is a serial entrepreneur. Um, The thing I like best about Harrison, though, is he's kind of addicted to positivity in a similar way that I am. And I don't find weird people like that every day. But uh, they tend to show up here at Live On Purpose Radio. Welcome to the show, Harrison. Thank you. That that was, uh, I, I've been on a lot of podcasts in my day, and that was one of the best intros I've ever heard. Oh, the yeah? shrink who expands minds, and, you know, finally you found someone as addicted to positivity as you are. So, um, you know, I, I love your show. I love you, uh, what you're about, what you do, how you talk. I love your book, Pathological Positivity. Um, yeah, I mentioned to, to Dr. Paul that, well, I didn't mention to it. I mentioned it in my mind that I was going to steal that um, and use that for myself. Um, so I'm just really happy to be here and, and share this show with you and share some positivity for people out there who just want to have a better day. I want to put a little context around this as we get started, Harrison. You're a serial entrepreneur. I know a little bit about what that means. It, it basically means that you've had some adventures in economics and uh, you've learned a few things through that. Share with our listeners, if you would, just a little bit about your story and where you're coming from to put a context around this. I've learned a few things. I've mm-hmm. learned that I don't know anything. That's, that's kind of what you learn um, when you set up all of these different ventures. Uh, I think it was Einstein that said it, that the more you know, the more you know that you don't know, right. which is just beautiful. Uh, it's nice to know that you don't know so many things. It's very humbling, but it's also very exciting. Um, in this world, like in humanity, the thing that excites us the most is growth, in my opinion. And so the more you know, the more you know you don't know, the more you know that you can learn and expand and grow and contribute. So I've started um, three companies, three Real companies. There, there may have been one in college that I can't really talk about there was some on this practice. show. <laughs> There's a little practice that I can't talk about. But there is one in college that I can talk about. It's a company called Skybay. I was a co-founder. Uh, what that really means is that I was blessed to be around the right people who uh, started an amazing company and for some reason decided to bring me in. And you know that was the experience where I really was expanded and I learned a lot and you know, really changed uh, my mindset. Skybay was a company we threw events in college. I went to school in Miami, so it's a really big event culture. And uh, we decided we wanted to host good events, but we wanted to do it in a way that made a difference. So uh, we didn't make any profit. It wasn't uh, a nonprofit. We didn't file for that, but uh, we donated 100% of our proceeds to charity. And, um, you know, I learned a lot. People really want to help mission-driven 
entrepreneurs. And, I, and I'll probably talk about that later. Mm. Uh, but we were uh, a bunch of 18-year-olds throwing parties to, to raise money for charity. And we would get you know, really big sponsors. You know, Vitamin Water would sponsor us. They would come in with a booth. They would give out free drinks. They would give us money to help pay for our expenses. Um, we threw a party, our last party. This was kind of our like... This is this was awesome, but we're 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 finished party. Uh, we had over 800 people show up. We had eight different sponsors. Um, we had like six different sound systems, four different lighting systems, like three or four wow. famous DJs, um, and it didn't cost us anything. Um, all the expenses were paid for by the sponsors, and then we even had a, a cover, and all of that went to charity. And we raised thousands of dollars, and it was a really amazing. Um, experience. When I graduated from school, I started a financial wellness practice. Um, you know, I wanted to do something that made a difference for people. And, you know, I thought about finances and how they were the biggest stressor in our life a couple months ago. That may not be the case anymore. <laughs> new <laughs> Maybe. stressors show up on a daily basis, right? Yeah, there, there's new stressors in the world. But finance is the number one cause of divorce, and I really wanted to make a difference in that. And um, I knew I had um, certain strengths, and mainly in building relationships, maintaining relationships, and influencing people. And I figured finance was the, the way I could do it for the most good. And I grew a successful business um that i eventually sold i had lost a passion for it in the middle because i felt like what i was actually doing i think this is a really good point i don't really talk about this much mm. this that this much but um i got in the business to make a difference in the world for people who needed help with their finances i ended up making a difference in the world for people who didn't need help with their finances and um, even though I set up my business to be a, a conscious business, a, a mission-driven business, my actual business and my actual actions weren't necessarily aligned with what I decided to do. And I could have brought it back and I could have aligned it. I decided to just sell it and do something that I was more passionate about, which is what mm -hmm. I'm doing now, which is a company called Kula, K-O-O-H-L-A-H. Dr. Paul knows how to spell it. Kula. <laughs> Kula. Fun yeah. to say, ooh and ah, um, and I started with a K before the ooh and an L before the ah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Yeah, Dr. Paul has got it. Uh, I started Kula, which is uh, which should be launched by the time this podcast comes to air, and um, that even has gone through a lot of iterations and a lot of lessons. And there's some really good prevalent lessons that I'll share um, that I learned mm -hmm. from Kula. But uh, we started out as a company. Uh, trying to help people transform and take control of their health and live a more vibrant life. Um, right now, we're present to the times. We're in a very stressful time. And uh, by the time this podcast out, comes out, I'm sure we'll still be in a stressful time. There's always stressors going on. And, yes. um, you know, many people, when we're stressed, and, you know, I'm so guilty of this myself, is we turn to food and usually we turn to, to junk food. They call it comfort food for a reason. Right. And so we're coming out with radically healthy versions of comfort food. So something radically that, healthy, radically healthy. It's kind of like we're, pathologically we're, positive. <laughs> we're coming out with pathologically healthy <laughs> <laughs> comfort foods. Hey, I have to acknowledge um, something. I want to get more into what you're doing currently because I think there's some neat principles that we can identify. 
I stopped counting at eight times that you mentioned something already on the show. Okay. And that is make a difference. And it, it comes so naturally to you, Harrison, because you've, you've figured out that the only viable reason to have a business in the first place is to make a difference for other people. You've used the term mission-driven a couple of times. Uh, I think if you have to have a strong enough why to do all of the difficult stuff that's required in the how uh, to set up a business or to, to succeed or to, like we're talking about here today, remain sane <laughs> during stressful times. There has to be a strong why there. And I just wanted to acknowledge that before we go any farther because Wow, what a powerful concept. And I know a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurial or they're looking to, uh, to start or run their own business. I, I think that's a good place to start. What's going to make a big difference for other people? Right. And that, then you have a viable business idea. Right. Yeah. How does that ring with you? I, I, I fully believe that, um, you know, I fully believe that for a while. I think that our society has really changed, you know, maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, um, it was easy or not easy, but people would build a business and solely for the outcome of creating a great financial return for themselves and their family. Yeah. Um, and nowadays with social media and publicity and tr transparency, uh, it's more important than ever to really care about your customers and your clients and the world and what you do. And if you don't, it comes out. Um, you know, there's bad publicity all the time. And there is such thing as, as bad publicity. Um, it can really hurt. And um, when you do the right thing, you get good publicity. Uh, you know, the press is looking for feel good stories. They sell a lot of negative headlines. They love negative headlines, but they love feel good stories too. And giving the press a feel good story could really help build a business. Another thing um, associated with being a mission, mission driven entrepreneur is just the people you attract, um, which is really amazing. You know, uh, I don't really want to, to name names on, this call or on this on yeah. this podcast, but actually yesterday I confirmed um, a weekly advisory board. So there are three people that are going to spend time with me every single week in an advisory board meeting, and they're all like truly amazing people. They're all CEOs of big companies, and they're giving me their time for no compensation. Uh, they are going to get a lot out of it. They're going to you know, meet each other, which is a really good network. They're going to be part of a, a, a really cool startup, which expands their mind. It gives them a new challenge. It helps them in their business, right? Because, you know, when you become a big successful business, um, you start to get out of that startup mindset, which is, you know, innovation and um, learning quickly. And they could bring that into their business. And then the third thing is, you know, people want to do good. And they want to get behind companies that are out to serve others. And so if you set up your company fully 
to serve others. And that doesn't mean you have to be a nonprofit. You could totally be a for-profit company. But if you're mission-driven at your core and mission is number one and money is number one A, you're going to attract really amazing people in your business and it's going to help you grow at a much quicker rate. The, the focus gets to be on the mission. You said right. money is 1A. Money becomes then the indicator that you are making a difference. <laughs> that, that's a way to measure the impact, but it's not the goal. It's, it's more of a strategic side effect. Right. You know, Dr. Paul, um, that's something that I grapple with a lot. And, um, you know, money is a special thing. It's, it's really important. It uh, gives a great lifestyle for you and your family. It also helps you to do more for others and, and build more mission-driven organizations or do some philanthropic efforts. Um, you know, I've grappled a lot with measuring impact in money. So when I say money is 1A, uh, having a, a profitable business where the money works out, that's the only way to have sustained growth and have sustained yeah. impact. Yeah. I would argue against using money as the measure of impact. And I, I did this for a really long time. And, you know, it's not just you, like, you know, everyone does this. They think of money because it's really easy to measure. Um, yeah. I made this distinction, I think it was in December, which is only five months ago or seven months ago, whenever this podcast comes out. But it feels like a lifetime ago. I was yeah. doing this goal setting exercise and I was putting out my goals for 2020. And, you know, the point of the exercise was you're supposed to, you know, write three or four goals for the year, and then you're going to share it with your group and really put it out there and, and set it in the universe. And so I wrote down my goals. I was really excited. It was my turn to share. And I was like, Kula is going to do $2 million. And then I just paused and I lost all this energy. And I realized, you know, $2 million, like that's, that's really amazing, but that's not what excites me. And I crossed it out and I said, Kula is going to help 2 million people transform their health in 2020 and i was just filled with this amazing energy and excited and you know everybody was like wow that's that's an amazing goal and that's what kind of pushes me so you know a lot of people think about measuring impact in money and i don't want to sound like someone who's just like woo woo and like all i want to do is is help other people like money money is important to me right i you know i i would like to make money but i i am way more driven by the difference I'm making and the, and the impact I'm having and, you know, helping others transform lives. So if we look at that as our measurement and we lead with that, you know, we'll attract the right people, yes. we'll build a successful business and the money is there. You know, it's really funny that so many things in this world, um, if you chase them, they just go faster. If you chase yeah. money, it becomes harder to make. But if you set out to help people, then the money will flow. Um, I think that's, karma or they talk about you know yes if you focus, i think i listened to one of snoop dogg's uh speeches i think it was when he won a grammy or something and he's like i want to thank me for all the hard work that i do and it's a really beautiful speech even though it sounds a little egotistical he has a really good mission but he's like i want to thank me for all the hard work i did and he's like i want to thank me for being a giver and focusing fully on giving because i know that the more i give the more I'll receive. And so you don't give to receive, but the more you give, the more you'll receive. Ah, beautifully set up for us to dig into what some of the principles are 
that that you've learned through this whole process folks this is harrison fisher at live on purpose radio we'll be right back Are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now, I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me. DrPaulJenkins.com And we're back. Harrison Fisher today at Live On Purpose Radio. I love the energy. Harrison, it's like I put a nickel in you and you just went, and you just took off with this energy and this positivity. And there's something to that. I think that that's an important element um, of of passion and direction and purpose and intention. And if it's lacking, it's like when you were telling the story about your goals and $2 million and it's like ugh, kind of an energy drain. <laughs> but making a meaningful difference for, for 2 million people and that fired you up. And it, and it created this energy uh, I, I love the way that you described also how the money is important, but we're not chasing the money. In fact, it becomes very elusive, very slippery if you go after it. If you go out there to make a difference, then it just kind of shows up. It's part of the mix. And I, I love that. I love where you're going with it. You've learned some things through these experiences, not only about making a difference in the world, staying sane when things get stressful, um, how to lead an organization or a team. And you've used the term conscious leadership, which uh, I think is really intriguing as well. Um, we could go so many different directions with this, Harrison, but tell me what, what that triggers for you. What, what comes up as we come into this second half? Thank you for that question. Um, I'm triggered. Yeah. Consider me triggered. <laughs> so I, 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 I would really, I think it's important to define conscious leadership. I think it's important to, to go into how to lead consciously. But I think before we go into the details to define conscious leadership, just so people have some kind of background and it's something in the past that I think was missing from, you know, podcasts or talks was defining conscious leadership. So to me, conscious leadership um, you know, I think about it as a mindset and in the mindset, you're focused outward. You're focused on how can I serve my employees and how can I empower them? How can I make sure that my employees grow and blossom into the best employees they could be? You're focused on your, your customers and your clients, you know, <laughs> 
probably shouldn't say this, but uh, I'll, I'll let this one slip. Hopefully nobody um, that'll get angry hear this. Um, I used to, I used to work for a, um, so in the, in the financial industry, when I was in the financial industry, um, and there are plenty of really amazing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are some people, let's call them the outliers, that have a mantra. It's not how much money we can make for our clients. It's how much money can we make from our clients. And that was kind of the mantra. So it was like what products would you know, make the clients a little bit money and make us a lot of money versus what products will make the client a lot of money and then in turn, when the client makes a lot of money, we will make more money. So right. it's a focus on how can we make sure to serve our clients or customers in the best possible ways. And in my food business, um, you know, I have a story there. I was having a call with someone, you know, I was interviewing people to do our research and development. We had a, a product that was commercialized, we wanted to make it a little bit better. And uh, in this conversation, they were asking me about certain ingredients that I wanted to use. And I can't remember what ingredients he was talking about, but I I was like, I'm probably gonna be the only person to say this, but I don't give a whatever (laughs) about what it says on the label. I care about what it does in my customer's body and if it's healthy. So if it's healthy, and it may not look like a great ingredient in my customer. It's not good marketing. I don't care. I care about what's good for my customer. And that's what I feel is really the definition of conscious leadership. And my belief is, um, you know, doing right by the customer, they're going to know. And they're going to end up spreading your, your company's name more so than good marketing or like, having a, a clean label full of ingredients that aren't actually good for the human body, which you really see very prevalent in um, the food industry, especially the food industry that we're trying to disrupt, which is the better for you snacks, which are not actually good for you, right? They're better for you. It's like negative nine is better than negative 10, but it's still negative nine. <laughs> um, so we're trying to do, well, how do we do plus nine? Um, And that's kind of the basis for our company. So um, for you to know if you're doing conscious leadership right, and I I don't know how this is going to sound this is the first time I talk about it, but there's there's two women in my life that I think really opened my eyes to the possibility of conscious leadership. Um, One of the women is this woman, I'm just going to keep saying woman, uh, Vivian, and uh, she runs a really special company. And every time I have a conversation with Vivian, um, I always come away feeling like I am getting something. I'm like taking advantage of her in some kind of way, like she's just giving everything to me. And then a day or two later, I realized that I was sold. And I think that it's such an amazing feeling, like because she cares so much about me and about my needs and my wants and my desires, that when she's selling me, I feel like I'm selling her and I'm like ready to buy because that's what conscious leadership is. It's doing right by your customer in such a way that they feel like they're coming out way ahead even though you're actually doing the sale. It flips it (laughs) in an interesting way. And I know exactly what you're talking about because I have been sold on some things 
feeling like I was totally taking advantage of that person. Like their generosity was, was so immense and overflowing. And then I end up paying them thousands of dollars for whatever <laughs> it is. Right. And, and it's, doesn't it feel good to pay someone like that thousands of dollars? Yeah. Yeah. It, it does because service I think is the new sales, especially in the environment of a stressful world or stressful times, which we chatted before the show about how there's always going to be another stressful time. Yeah. Uh, regardless of what's in the headlines, uh, just buckle up. There's, there's more to come. And, and reaching out with that purpose and doing good by your customer doing what benefits them the most will in turn be the most beneficial thing for you as an entrepreneur. I right. believe that. Yeah. Well, you got to tell us a little bit more about Kula before we wrap up today. <laughs> and I love these ideas about conscious leadership. Uh, you don't want to talk about like how you could be a better conscious leadership, how a better conscious leader, how you could be the person that people are like, Oh my God, I'm so happy. I paid that person thousands of dollars. Like, wouldn't you want to be that person? Um, maybe on your next episode, you know, we'll see. Well, and you've got, you know what, before we leave that topic and thank you for bringing that up. How do I do this? Because it's easy to, talking this higher level, you know, philosophical, ethereal stuff. It, when we get it down to, to the basics, I think your stories, the way that you've defined it for us, contains some instruction, too, about how to do it. And it, it's really about getting out of your own way and realizing this is not about you. It requires you. You're an essential element here. It is you. But beyond that, it's not about you. And I think that realization helps us to get more practical about showing up that way. I think that's beautiful. I think that's a really good way um, to put it. I think another thing that's a really key cognition to, to being a conscious leader is just a mindset. And this is the way I'm going to say this is going to be very aligned with you, Dr. Paul, is that everything is possible. So I, I like to focus on positive words because positive words creates opportunity. So everything is possible. And when you realize that, you know, one of the biggest things that keeps us from doing what's right for our customer or our employees is the thought that, oh, um, how is it possible that junk food could actually be healthy for someone? That's stupid. I don't even want to explore that. You know, if you could get into the mindset of, everything is possible. I can build a burger that looks, feels, and tastes like meat out of just plants. Not that I'm promoting um, plant-based meat because there's a lot of ingredients in there that I don't agree with. But, it's but in theory, the thought process of someone was like, that, that cow, I could build it out of plants. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. And that's the mindset you need to have in order to run a business like a Beyond Meat or like a, you know, I don't want to put Kula with Beyond Meat, but, you know, hopefully in a few years, Kula would be put with Beyond Meat or, you know, so many other special companies like Tesla. You know, I look at a car that's destroying the environment or SpaceX, NASA, 
cannot reuse a rocket, but Elon Musk is like, I'm a civilian, but you know, I think I could shoot rockets into space and then bring them back down to earth and land them and then shoot them back up again um, and save hundreds of millions of dollars that NASA, which has been around for, you know, like 60, 70 years, hasn't even thought to do on, on how to cut its cost by 90%. So, you know, having that mindset, everything is possible is such a key cognition in being able to lead consciously. I love it. Stop, stop with the, I can't, that, that, that mentality shuts down the brain and turning it into a question, how can I, with the presumption, that underlying presumption, everything's possible. It's going to take some innovation and some work. Yeah, that's why we call it work. <laughs> and there's people like you who are doing it. Harrison, I'm glad that you joined me here today. Um, I, I want to support what you're doing because I love it and, and the positive impact that it can have on people's lives. Give us a, a quick little version about uh, how people can connect to what you're doing with Kula or how they can uh, kind of follow what you're up to. People can reach me in a couple of areas. Um, I've kind of dialed back my personal brand, and we discussed this earlier, uh, mm -hmm. especially with you know stages being scarce and me wanting to focus on Kula, which is really going to make a difference in you know hopefully hundreds of millions of people, if not billions. There are 2.1 billion people who struggle with weight issues, and there's 8 billion people who struggle with stress. So uh, we have yeah. a very huge total addressable market. Um, that being said, I am, I'm happy to, to connect and talk about conscious leadership. It's really passionate uh, of me. I watched a video earlier today talking about how um, like the government's not going to fix the world. Uh, religions, I probably shouldn't say that, but the video said religion is not going to fix the world. Um, that the only way we're really going to fix the world is through conscious leaders and building businesses that are focused on how do we make the world better? How do we make people's lives better? Yeah. Um, and then on making that into a successful business. So I'm very happy to discuss anything more in details, share stories, lessons, tools, strategies. Um, so if you reach out to me on uh, Instagram or LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. And uh, if you search Harrison Hunter Reed on Instagram or LinkedIn, you should be able to find me. And if you're interested in some radically healthy junk food, um, we have a flavored tortilla chip that will blow you away. It's like the taste, the crunch, the look, the smell is amazing. And it's something that's really good for you. And, you know, it's, it's funny when you run a food company, everyone says like, this is healthy or this is good for you. Like, what the hell does that mean? And it's really hard to define. Yeah. Um, but in our point of view, we work with a collective of health experts and food hackers, making sure that our product is healthy. It's made out of all real ingredients, all whole foods, no isolates, no extracts. And it's like, people love to list like a thousand things that's not in the food, but in our food, Here's what you get. You get a fully plant-based product. It has nine grams of protein, nine grams of dietary fiber, and zero net carbs. And it's made out of whole real food. There's no product out there on the market that could say it has that kind of macronutrient profile wow. of ingredients that we use. So if you want that in a form that tastes like a, uh, a junk food, then go to Kula.com. <laughs> See, that's the thing about conscious leadership is we can offer 
like our offer is irresistible. Like nobody in the world is like, oh, I can have food that I really like and it's healthy for me. No, I don't want that. Like everybody in the world is like, oh, junk food, that's good for me. I'm in. Um, and so in my point of view, yeah. conscious leadership makes business so easy. One, because I'm so driven and passionate and energized by what I'm doing for the world. And two, everybody either wants to be a part of it, either wants to be an investor or wants to be a customer. Like everybody hears it and they want to somehow be yeah. involved. So Kula.com, K-O-O-H-L-A-H. Ooh and ah with a K yeah. before the ooh and an L before the ah. Exactly. And I'm sure Dr. Paul will uh, put that website so you guys can get some really awesome junk food. We will radically absolutely have, have a link in the description. Thank you, Harrison, for joining me here today at Live On Purpose Radio. Folks, you have heard it now from this radical, positive dude, Harrison Fisher at Live On Purpose Radio. Now it's your turn to go live on purpose. <laughs>